Hi, everyone, and welcome to Bolts and Bats in the Bay, a podcast brought to you by FL Teams. FLTeams.com is a top Florida sports source dedicated to providing in-depth analysis and coverage for all Florida sports, including college and professional sports teams. Remember to go to FLTeams.com. Hi, everyone. I'm your host, Jeff Macolino, and I'm going to give you a quick run through the week that was in the week ahead for your Tampa Bay Lightning and your Tampa Bay Rays. And apologies in advance. I'm going to be much briefer on the Rays uh, over these next several weeks, mainly because I assume the Lightning will be playing for several more weeks in the postseason. Uh, that may upset some FL teams listeners, since uh, obviously their opponent in the first round for the Tampa Bay Lightning is the Florida Panthers. Uh, anyone who's listening to this probably watched the game. They know all the backstory. It's the first time these two teams have played each other in the postseason. You know, the Lightning, obviously, the defending Stanley Cup champions. They've, you know, been to the Stanley Cup Finals three times. They've won two. Uh, the Florida Panthers have not had a whole heck of a lot of success uh, in the postseason. Uh, so, big things. Uh, <laughs> hoping... For the uh, Panthers, uh, the Lightning, obviously, I'm assuming you know the outcome of Game 1 if you're listening to this podcast. I'll walk you through it and give you some of my thoughts on it. Uh, So the game started out uh, pretty fast, and these teams, as they did the last two games of the regular season, were hitting each other early and often, a lot throughout the game. Uh, there were a lot of penalties, a lot of, uh, matching, uh, roughing penalties on where, you know, which led to a lot of four on four hockey. Uh, in the first period, the lightning committed a couple periods that left them shorthanded. Uh, however, the first goal of the game came when Blake Coleman was able to put in a shorthanded goal, uh, to put the lightning up one, nothing. That was just shortly after a Panthers goal was disallowed for goaltenders interference, uh, the Lightning committed another penalty. It was briefly a five-on-three, and then Alexander Barkov put in a, a, a beautiful shot. Frankly, it was uh, no way uh, anyone's going to stop that shot. Uh, to tie the game at one, before the end of the first period, uh, Lightning's old buddy, uh, Stanley Cup champion from last year, Carter Verhege, scored his first career playoff goal, and uh, the Panthers were up 2-1 going into intermission. Second period was the most decisive period of the whole game. The Lightning were very uh, superior in that period, and uh, they picked up two goals by this guy named uh, Nikita Kucherov. Scored twice on power play goals, just tremendous shots. He did not look rusty at all. Uh, Some people thought maybe there was some rust at the first period. He had a breakaway and and wasn't able to put it in. It was at the end of a long shift. I think that was probably more of the issue there. In the second, he scored two uh, power play goals. Both were assisted by Stamkos and Hedman. Uh, Oh, yeah, Stamkos, the captain, he's also back. That, That power point was dazzling. Kucherov is back. Braden Point, you know, that he had an injury apparently at practice this week. He was there. We'll talk about him a little bit in a second. Victor Hedman was there. I'll talk about his game a little bit too. Uh, the box score looks nice, but he definitely made some, some errors that I'm not used to seeing from Victor Hedman. Well, no one is because he doesn't make them. 
Uh, anyways, the third period starts lightning up three to two, seemingly have the momentum, but only a minute and 27 seconds into the third period. Jonathan Huberto ties the game up three, three. This was off a turnover from Sergachev and not even three minutes later, uh, Huberto again with a great play sets up Owen Tippett for a goal that went off a Jan Ruda turnover. Uh, to give the Panthers a 4-3 to three lead. A lot of hitting going on. Uh, you know, at that point, maybe some doubt started to creep in, but with seven minutes to go with the Lightning on another power play, uh, Victor Hedman made a great play to keep the play in the zone uh, and then pass over to Nikita Kucherov, who had an amazing uh, shot fake <laughs> that was a pass to Braden Point, who... Uh, had a very easy goal on this one. The net was wide open for him. That tied the game at 4-4. Uh, definitely a game where I kind of had fear of overtime, given you know Kucherov and Stamkos and Hedman and, and Point, all potentially rusty, fatigue. Uh, not, a, not a time you want to go into uh, overtimes. So I kind of had a flashback of last year against Columbus a little bit and hoping it wouldn't be the case. Well, it wasn't. Braden Point uh, broke loose on a great pass by Ryan McDonough and was able to score to give the Lightning the 5-4 lead with just a minute 14 left, and the Lightning were able to hold off the Panthers to take game one 5-4. Few thoughts that I that I kind of jotted down here. I didn't think Andre Vasilevsky played his best game in net. Uh, he made some great saves though. Uh, so did Bobrovsky. They both made some mistakes. Frankly, I mean it was five to four. The goalies couldn't have played perfectly. Um, but really, what stuck out to me as far as the Lightning go is the defensive turnovers were just too numerous to keep track of. Uh, Victor Hedman had several. None of his led to a goal directly, but his game overall, again, he had three assists, so the box score looks nice, uh, but but he had, I again, I lost track. I think there may have been as many as five just defensive zone turnovers that just were not characteristic for him, and it wasn't just him. Uh, I, I think I noticed one from every single defenseman, uh, McDonough, frankly, uh, just a little bit before his great pass to set Braden Point free, I think it was him who just almost gave up a puck right in front of the net. Uh, and the, the Lightning announcers even uh, commented uh, on it, like, oh, that could have been bad. Uh, Jan Ruda, Sergachev, they both gave the puck away. You know, give some credit. I mean, Huberto is an outstanding player for the Panthers, and I want to mention that because, obviously, you know, this is FL teams. Um, <laughs> so he, he, you know, he's a, he's a great player. We all know that. And Brandon Montour just played tremendous, uh, for them on both sides of the ice to their defenseman that I believe they picked up at the trade deadline. But that all being said, the, the lightning made so many mistakes. They were facing an opponent that at times seemed more interested in hitting them instead of trying to win the game. Uh, you know, not to throw, like, you know, Radko Gudas under the bus. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it seemed like they were trying to maybe uh, get under the skin of the Lightning, and I think the Lightning showed 
They're not afraid to play tough if they need to. They can play fast. They can play tough. They were the Stanley Cup champions last year for a reason. Can the Panthers bounce back? Yes, they can. They have talent. Uh, they have ability. They need to play more disciplined. Um, you know, they they are going to get stuck with some additional penalties. I think, uh, and and frankly, some of the some of the the penalties that they got, especially the one from Sam Bennett on uh, on Coleman, absolute cheap shot. Um, and he's got an ugly mustache. He, I, the whole look, just, you know, Yosemite Sam out there on the ice. So, yeah, I hope I'm making the Panthers fans angry. Come at me. Come on. This is a rivalry. We got a real rivalry, rivalry between the Florida hockey teams for the first time ever. So, you know, have fun with it. Uh, but maybe, you know, let's, let's let some trash talk fly. <laughs> so, game two will be coming up Tuesday. Uh, that is also in Sunrise. And then we have Game 3, which will be Thursday. Game 4, Saturday. Game 5, if necessary, on Monday. <laughs> uh, game 6, Wednesday. Game 7 uh, on May 28th. So every other day, the whole series. Nice and nice and easy to keep track of uh, for this upcoming seven-game uh or best of seven games set between the Lightning and the Panthers. Uh, and we'll see how uh, things shake out moving forward. So quickly to shift over to the Rays, uh, I, I think I've said this on, there haven't even been this many weeks in the season, but it feels like every single week I say the same thing for the Rays. The week started off poorly, but then turned around and overall was a good week. Um, they, this was a, a all New York week, uh, in Tropicana field. The Yankees came in first and then a three game set over the weekend against the Mets. First two games, the offense, uh, wasn't, uh, there for the Rays. They dropped the game Tuesday, three, one. They dropped the game Wednesday, one, nothing. That was against Garrett Cole. So, you know, it, it happens. Uh, Thursday, they were able to bounce back and take a 9-1 victory. Friday's game was the exciting game of the week, a comeback victory against the Mets. Uh, they took that one on a Brett Phillips walk-off hit for a 3-2 victory. Uh, Saturday, a decisive 12-5 victory. And Sunday, a decisive 7-1 victory. Uh, just a few things of note. Uh, G-Man Choi came back Sunday, went 3-4. for four. Uh, and uh, Yoshi Sutsugo, uh, we won't be talking about him anymore on this podcast. <laughs> um, the Rays as a team, their ERA, I mentioned a few weeks ago, they were, you know, middle of the pack. Now they're third in the American League in, uh, in ERA. Yandy Diaz is uh, rising up the leaderboard uh, in the uh, American League for on-base percentage. His past week, he went 7-for-16, uh, with four walks, uh, four doubles, four RBI. That's a 438 average, a 550 on base percentage, and a 688 slugging. Uh, I still am not liking the 328 slugging percentage on the season, but his 408 on base percentage. He doesn't look like uh, that get on base guy. He looks like a guy who should be uh, mashing balls like uh, like Mr. Mike Zanino is doing. Uh, but. He's effective at getting on base, and uh, maybe this is just the the player they that he is. Um, 
So that will wrap it up. The week ahead for the Rays, let's see if they can get some momentum going. Uh, They are currently tied for third with the Yankees, but only two games out of first behind Boston. Toronto's in second place. They can make up some ground this week. They are on the road for the next, uh, from Tuesday the 18th through Monday, May 24th. First, they travel to Baltimore Tuesday, Wednesday, and a 12.35 first pitch on Thursday against the last place, Baltimore Orioles. You'd like to hope that you can pick up some, you know, improvement on your win-loss record when you're playing a last place team. Then a big series at Toronto, four games, Friday through Monday uh, at Toronto. Toronto, as I mentioned, in second place, so big AL East matchup there. Uh, Obviously, Toronto was the first of two American League East teams that the Rays had to get through in the postseason last year. Uh, Those games, also kind of odd time slots. Friday's a 7.37, Saturday 3.07, Sunday 1.07, and Monday also a 3.07 first pitch. All right, that will do it for Bolts and Bats in the Bay. Please feel free to hit me up and follow me on Twitter at St. J Mac S A I N T J M A C, and you could talk some trash if you're a Panthers fan. <laughs> and please follow uh, FL Teams on Twitter at FL Teams. Subscribe to the FL Teams podcasts and their YouTube channel, and go to flteams.com to stay updated on all your Florida sports news and coverage. <laughs>